Incoming transmission. Said the feet of non-oe. Life, uh, finds a way. Start the Stark Contrast. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Stark Contrast. I am your host, Rod Stark. And what will soon be a snowy Friday here in Michigan. We're going to have our first actual snow that sticks to the ground. Not super excited about that. But such is life. It is November. It's that time of year. Speaking of that time of year, as we all know, Tuesday was the midterm elections. It's finally over. Those of you that watch regular TV can finally go back to not having the campaign ads on 24 hours a day, it seems. So... Was the blue wave the thing of the year? As I expected, it did underperform to expectations. The Democrats picked up the House. That was expected. But as I mentioned previously, I do think that if they would have ran more moderate candidates, they would have done better in taking more seats. Uh, it was pretty average in compared to most of the midterms following the first term of a president of a new president so nothing outlandish when it comes to the switches in the house the republicans held strong and the senate actually picked up a couple seats but that wasn't that surprising based on the seats that were up and the the uh, full court press that the republicans did put on those seats we had some tight races around the nation that should have probably not been as tight as they were for example, uh, Beto O'Rourke versus Ted Cruz. I was hoping Beto won, not because he's a Democrat against a Republican, but just because Ted Cruz is such a weasel. I don't know anybody personally that looks at Ted Cruz and is like, yeah, that's a guy I like. That's a guy I would like to hang out with. But Ted Cruz did pull it off, knocking down one of what the Democratic Party would consider their top future kingmakers, the guy that they have already been talking about for a 2020 run. I'm hoping he doesn't run in 2020. Not that I don't see a future politician at that level in him. I just don't think he's the man for the job at the time. Maybe a vice presidential run, but I think if if he hopes to be a president someday, I would wait till 2024 before he runs. But enough with the Texas race. On to Michigan. As you know, all three proposals passed. That was my... Uh, my main focus of the election. I was happy to see those pass. So we did get the end to gerrymandering here in Michigan. We'll have a bipartisan and including some independents in a commission to set the new districts. It's going to be four Republicans, four Democrats, and five independents. I think this is a good thing. I wish more places were like this. We'll see how it rolls out. I know uh, I've heard from some of my friends on Facebook that were against it, that think it's a power grab by Democrats. The I've actually met the girl that was behind the original Voters Not Politicians. She's more of a centrist than uh, she's given credit for. I don't think this was a, a play by the Democratic Party. I think it was more of a, a average person. It was a grassroots campaign. Somebody that just wanted to change, went out there and did it. Uh, something to be proud of. I think she did a great job. Uh, we also saw a change in our voter registration and our absentee ballots. So now you can get an absentee ballot with no reason. Just if you want one, you can get one. I think that's a great thing. They have also brought back the state straight ticket voting. I'm not a huge fan of, but 
it was part of the lumped into the proposal so we got it i'm sure some on both sides are excited about that it makes it easier for them to just go straight down the party ticket don't have to worry about looking at each race or knowing about each race you just know if they're republican you're voting for them or if they're democrat you're voting for them so and one of the most controversial it turns out proposals is proposal one which was for the legalization of marijuana recreational use is now legal as of 10 days after certification so i'm i'm guessing it'll be sometime in december that they'll actually have it fully put through and allowed for use and then they said it it'll be years before any kind of sales facilities are fully registered and ready to go so i was surprised when i read from some of my friends the response on the passage of it a lot of fear from some parents that it's going to be bad for their kids i don't think it's this evil thing that some have made it out to be in their minds, but time will tell. And uh, I think overall, it's a good thing for the state. Uh, we also elected a Democrat to the governor's position in Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer. She's already talked about looking into expunging the records of marijuana convictions. I think that's the right way to go. I, that's why I supported the bill in the first place, is we, we need to get these people that didn't commit any kind of a violent crime that were arrested for what I call meaningless grounds. Anyways, um, she's looking at expunging some of that. The Kent County prosecutor has said that they are dropping all pending cases of marijuana convictions. So I think we're moving in the right direction in Michigan. It was a record midterm turnout for Michigan. Highest turnout in over 56 years. A lot of people went out and voted. I'm happy to see that. One thing that I was disappointed in here in West Michigan, in the county I'm in, they had some kind of a issue with the transmitting of our vote totals. So our results didn't come in until after pretty much everything was called. Our results didn't get posted until the next day. So most of our races were already called, except for some of the local stuff, uh, which is kind of disheartening. I know that when you vote, you're hoping you get to see your vote make a difference. Technically, it really didn't in our county, which it is what it is. A little disheartening. Hopefully, they can get that figured out. They had all this time to make sure stuff was working, but the ball was dropped. Such is life. Uh, around the country, there were some other proposals that caught my eye that passed. Uh, Alabama passed a Ten Commandments law. Now, it's a, it's uh, acceptable to post the Ten Commandments in government buildings. They also passed an anti-abortion amendment to their constitution so if roe v wade were to get overturned nationwide then alabama would have an instant into blocking abortions in their state colorado passed an independent commission for redistricting similar to michigan so they're going to have a, a uh, commission to hopefully end some gerrymandering in their state they also removed an old provision in their state constitution that allowed slavery. That's right, they still had a slavery amendment or a piece of uh, wording in their constitution saying if you were convicted of a crime, you could be sentenced to slavery. That's been removed. I'd say that's a little overdue, but good to see that that's gone. Florida restored felons voting rights. I know this one was one that uh, it saw kind of a variety of takes on it. And as when I was younger, I was against felons having voting rights. But as as I've 
grown and matured and understand the issue a little bit more. I agree with Florida's take on it. They lose their voting rights while they're in prison or while they're uh, still serving time, serving their debt to society, including their probation. But after that's done, they have the right to get their voting rights back. I think that's the way to go. Hopefully more of the states adopt similar policies. I don't think you should be disenfranchised for life because of a mistake you've made in the past, especially after a jury of your peers have decided you've paid your debt to society. Uh, Maryland passed an amendment that allows election day registration so you can register to vote the same day. I'm not a big fan of that. I think it's going to gum up the works when it comes to voting. You see across, including this election, there were places that had a lot of issues at the polling places, long, extremely long lines. I think allowing same-day registration is a bad idea because of stuff like that. I'm happy to have everybody registered to vote, but same day, it just seems kind of messy. Missouri passed some redistricting laws as well. They also passed medical marijuana laws. So my brother's a police officer down in Missouri. Now he's got uh, medical marijuana to deal with. I haven't got a chance to talk to him to see how he feels about that, but I'm sure he's excited to uh, to deal with the uh, old cannabis down in in uh, Missouri. Nevada p- passed auto voter registration through the DMV. See if I if you're looking at a voter registration law, I think that's a better one to have it just automatic than to deal with people that are just registering the day of. So Utah, these ones haven't officially been called. They still have outstanding votes from according to uh, the interwebs but they are passing medical marijuana and independent redistricting as well as i said though that hasn't officially been called they said there's still a certain amount of districts out uh utah has got a huge mormon population so i was a little surprised at the medical marijuana thing but good to see that they're loosening regulations down there as well. Washington increased gun background checks. They made it uh, the gun background checks stronger in Washington. There is a, a strong left-leaning population, especially in Seattle, so that's not super surprising, but we did see increased gun background checks down there, which is a good transition point to the shooting in California. There was another mass shooting 11 people dead, and then the gunman killed himself. It was at a uh, bar in California. Ended up being a military vet. Looks like he had some mental health issues that weren't followed up on properly. The police have been involved with him before, but uh, did it, he ended up not getting his, anything done with him. Um, now, I, I know when I heard, first heard about it, pundits jumped on and talked about how we needed re- regulations against these assault weapons and all this. Well, it later came out that all he had was a handgun. It did have a modified clip on it, but a clip can pretty, I won't say easily, but something you can do in your own house to modify a clip. I don't think jumping on the assault weapons soapbox is the way to go the first time. The first thing you hear a mass shooting. I think that's become a crutch to some on the far left. Either way, I think the issue here is addressing mental health issues. When you do have somebody that is showing signs like this and having problems, I think we need laws that say that family and friends can go in and get those guns from them, that we can put a hold on them until they go in front of a judge and show that you know they do have clear mental health. Obviously, he was having trouble. It also 
brings up the fact that we need to do a better job with our vets of getting them that mental help and taking care of them. That's not putting all gun violence on the mental health, but it's obviously an issue. It has been an issue with a lot of these shootings. Another thing that I saw people jump on was the fact that since it was a white guy, they're not calling him a terrorist. Technically, a terrorist is because they're trying to invoke fear or to use their violence to terrorize people. I don't think that's necessarily what his goal was. We haven't figured all that out yet. Sounds like more of a just a mental breakdown situation. Obviously, it's tragic. We need to find out more information. If it is a situation that invokes calling them a terrorist in the future, I will update on that. But in general, it's their motive that determines who's a terrorist and who's not. I do agree that previously there have been uh, shooters that haven't been called terrorists when they should have been. I've mentioned that in another podcast, but overall, sad to see that that, uh, another shooting happened. Hopefully we can figure out a way to work together to prevent such things. It's just one of those messy things in our country that society needs to fix. On to other topics. It is officially two years since the race was called and Donald Trump became our president-elect of the United States of America. I saw it in my uh, old Facebook memories today. Saw um, similar responses two years ago from those on the left that I saw a couple nights ago from people on the right. They get the doom and gloom, end of the world talk. We made it through two years of Donald Trump, as will the right will make it through the next years of those on the left. I think the polarization of our country really needs work. I I talked about this in the very first episode of this show. Um, I don't know that we're we're getting much better on it. I don't think we learned the lessons that actually were there on Tuesday's election. Those that ran super far to the left, while there were a few that won, it was more moderates that did, that outperformed. Same thing with those on the right. We we had certain districts where those on the right held tough. In those areas, Donald Trump did come in, um, help, and it does show that you know him being there did help. I know uh, that I, I saw some of the reviews of the elections and some of the pundits talking about how this was a referendum on Donald Trump that didn't actually show overall. It wasn't the blue wave that was forecasted way earlier in the year. If anything, it was a woman's wave. It was a, a great night for women. We've set a historical benchmark in Congress for the most women serving ever. There were a lot of races where, even governor's races where women won. I, we, I know we have a female governor now in Michigan. But overall, if anything, it was a woman's wave, not a blue wave. But the point being, if we sat back and actually took the lessons of these elections, it would be that there is a natural swing and that it's more that centrist that's going to do the best for our nation. Sadly, after these things, we swing 
to our tribes and I see people go further to the left and further to the right where if you did actually look for that common ground, we'd be better off as a country. Enough of my soapbox, though, um, and enough with uh, politics in general. I do have one more political-related thing, and that is that Jeffrey Sessions has resigned uh, what I would view a good day for me. I was not a fan of Jeff Sessions. I've made that clear in the podcast before. I think he's a throwback to the old days of our country and what is wrong with politics in general. So I was happy to see him go. I'm not excited for what that might mean when it comes to Donald Trump's plans. It looks like it might be a pivot to bury the Mueller investigation. I don't think that that's good for either side. I think he should just leave it be. From all accounts that I've read, the Mueller investigation is wrapping up and should have a report soon. And Early indications are that if you're expecting it to be some kind of bombshell that gets rid of Trump, it's not going to be. So hopefully the people that are close to Trump can get in his ear and explain that to him and just let it settle, let it finish and move on. I'm also hoping that when it comes to the Democratic leadership in the House, that they don't get derailed and try to focus on getting rid of Trump through impeachment. It won't work anyways. You've got a majority in the Senate. It's going to end up derailing any plans they have in the next couple years. And it will also be negative for the country. If something flat out comes out that supports impeachment, great. But to get distracted by that, I think it's going to be a mistake. I think we need to uh, focus on rebuilding our nation, do some infrastructure, do that kind of stuff. We'll see how it goes. And with that, I'm going to say that we're going to take a break overall from politics on the show. I've had more of enough talking about politics lately. Glad the election's over. I was happy with the results in our area. Some of the Republicans I voted for won, some of the Democrats. Uh, and the only race that I was so, or I voted on that I was disappointed in was that Debbie Stabenow uh, retained her seat in the Senate. I didn't think she belonged there anymore, and, and unfortunately, she squeaked it out. It was a tight race, but it is what it is. And with that, no more politics on the show for a little while. Um, in my personal life, we did uh, we did make it through the week, trying to get back out hunting some more. With this snow, it's going to change things up a little bit. And obviously, with the hours shortening in the days, it makes it a little bit harder to get out there. I uh, had a broken piece on my crossbow that I used, but I finally got the part in. So hopefully, I'll have that fixed and I'll be out back in the woods this weekend to get some venison. I know uh, one of the questions I was actually asked this week was, what exactly got me back into hunting? I mentioned it in a previous episode, but I understand not everybody listens to every episode. I've always enjoyed hunting. I hadn't done as much in the last, or at all in the last few years prior to last year, but uh, talking with my grandpa about his enjoyment of hunting and his enjoyment of having us grandkids hunting kind of nudged me back into it. So that was, you know, the catalyst for going i also love venison it's a delicious meat it's a healthy meat it's very lean uh so i i love to eat it i enjoy the time out in the woods and uh, that was my main reason for getting back into hunting hopefully uh here this weekend i'll i'll bag another deer and have some fresh venison we'll go into some other listener questions i did have a question about last friday's episode it was on the uh, depression and suicide stuff 
I was asked, uh, had I ever attempted or thought about attempting suicide before that? Um, the answer is no. I had never attempted suicide before. It was a one-time thing. And as you can listen to in that previous episode, how, how that, well, obviously, you know how it worked out. I'm here to talk about it, but the actual details of it are in that episode. But no, I, it was a one-time thing. I decided, you know, like I talked about also in that episode, once it didn't work, I kind of worked my way through that fog. And while I still have depression here and there, I, I will not ever attempt again. It's just, I figured through processes of healing from that, I figured out that uh, it's just not the way to go. Obviously, thinking clearly, it's not something that I think anybody would really choose. Enough on that subject. Uh, Let's check the other listener questions. Okay. I was asked, what do you look for long-term with this show? I don't really have like a long-term plan. And it mentions, uh, do I ever want to get on the radio? No, I personally don't. I enjoy a format where if a uh, swear word drops, I can keep it. Uh, I don't have to worry about formatting from a supervisor or producer. I can kind of go with what I want. I hope that, you know, the audience expands on this. It has expanded somewhat over time, but overall, I'm not looking to make it an official thing where it's my job or anything. I just enjoyed it as a hobby and as a creative outlet. If it ever, by some uh, crazy circumstance, did get big enough where it was producing enough money to be a main focus, I would still uh, have outside endeavors, maybe writing or something like that. But no, I, I never plan on it ever being a radio show, especially a broadcast show on regular torrential radio um i was asked have i always been super into halloween they enjoyed my costume this year and have enjoyed some of the pictures i've posted on previous costumes yeah i've always been a big fan of halloween i enjoy the concept of dressing up i enjoy the just festivities of the time it's one of my favorite holidays i also love autumn so it ties in with that it's also a few days before my birthday, so that's always been a, a draw to it. And i um, big fan of candy, so there we go. Did you participate in Sober October? No, I definitely did not. I mentioned on the show as well that I was recording a short movie a few weeks back that was during October, and it was about drinking, and I'm a method actor, so I made sure to drink. But no, I didn't participate in Sober October. For those of you that don't know, Sober October... I don't think it was invented by uh, the guys on uh, the Joe Rogan experience, but it was made popular last year when they uh, decided to have no booze, no drugs of any kind, and no or uh, yeah, no no alcohol or drugs of any kind the whole month of October. While I'm definitely for that kind of stuff, I like challenges and pushing myself. I just didn't participate this year. Didn't think about it. Maybe next year, you know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I got another caller that called the line and their call was not uh, it was not understandable please if you're calling just speak up clearly it sounded like they were farther away from the phone or whatever it's just like a regular phone call if you talk into a phone and people can understand you i'll be able to understand you but if you're sitting back in kind of mumbly mouth I won't be able to make out what you're saying. Also, the hotline has a voice-to-text feature as well, and that couldn't pick up 
what you said at all. It was a jumble. So as somebody that is a fellow mumble mouth on occasion, I do understand. But if you want your questions answered, please make sure to clearly and concisely say what you are uh, trying to say on the line and we'll try to get an answer. So whoever that was, please call again. If you don't hear your question here, that's why. For those that need an update on it, the hotline number is 920-395-8930, as well as the email address, thestartcontrast.aol.com. We love those listener questions or comments. Time for the weekend, guys. I'll be out in the woods freezing my butt off while after I make it through this uh, lovely Friday workday. I hope you all have a great weekend. I've got an interview lined up for Monday, so it's going to be an exciting episode. I hope uh, that the weather changes back, but we'll probably have snow still. So with that, remember, always fight the fog. Violence breeds violence. Repression breeds retaliation. And only a cleansing of our whole society can remove this sickness from our souls. And that's one to grow on. Thank you.